0: Hey, sorry, I'm getting carried away here. (laughs) I want to, first of all, before we start the show, I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Utu Witch Doctor who allows us to play his music, Utu Witch Doctor and the Dragon Ritual drummers. We have a subscription to their music and we want to say thank you. And tonight's piece was called Master of Chaos because tonight's guest is a master magician. (laughs) <laughs> of chaos <laughs> anyway i want to say quickly before i go to read uh ken's bio welcome to ken allen the muskoki magia and welcome to my co-host Sean jerome see i'm, I'm getting really everybody
1: good. yes you are yes you are very good
0: yes i am blessings so, to everybody on
1: this evening and a warm welcome to ken allen thank you it's thank you both all right So I think
0: I'm going to begin tonight's show by reading Ken's bio because I think it's fascinating. He's my personal friend. I love him, but I want to read his bio because it's 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 him to a T. Okay, so allow me. So tonight, Ancestral Eyes wants to welcome Ken Allen, the Muskoki Magi, on this episode 12. Our guest this week hails from Florida, he is the Miko chief of one of the Muskoki First Nations clan in Wakula County, Florida. And he is also an ordained Catholic priest of the Magdalen church. Utilizing his intuitive gifts and his ability to communicate with spirits since the age of 11, he sees the world and the use of different spiritual modalities through the lens of chaos magic. This form of magic ascribes to a fluid, non-dogmatic principle of tapping into various spiritual and magical modalities as the situation requires. Without being beholden to any one spiritual belief system or construct. Leveraging years of study and practice in cedar, voodoo, hoodoo, together with his Muskogee First Nations healing magic, he serves his community in administering guidance, counseling, and comfort through a whatever-it-takes attitude to get it done. His practice includes performing healing rituals, conjure, ceremonies, and even exorcisms. He is a dynamic force to be reckoned with on all levels. Please join us, and I'm excited to bring him to our show tonight. Welcome, Thank Ken. You. Welcome. Thank you, Teresa.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Jean-Jérôme.
0: I, I want to first of all say I love that sphere, that electrical sphere, that ball that you have. Oh yeah, full the, of energy.
2: the plasma ball. Ooh. Yeah. I, use it, I actually use it <laughs> yeah. sometimes to, to charge my implements. And it works great. Perfect. I love it. I charge my dagger. I love it. I charge my wand and it works great.
0: Awesome. You know what? I get so many tips from you. I really do. So anyway, (laughs) so let's begin our questions. So first of all, what we want to do is we want to establish your background as we do in most Mm -hmm. of our guests. So I'm going to start with what got you started on your path? What Was it, was there one particular event or thing that got you started on your path? Ken?
2: It was a series of things. I mean, I have always been drawn to the occult, various forms of spirituality, um, various uh, cultures. Uh, What happened for me early on, we lived in South Carolina And I was a small kid and I would frequent the woods quite a bit. I would go out in the forest. That was, that was my home. The forest was on my home. I'm a forest child by heart, by blood. It's in my veins. And I would go to this forest and I would spend hours out there and I would lay on the moss and I would gaze at the trees. And the first thing that ever happened to me that I guess would be considered paranormal is I saw a spirit up in the tree. And quite honestly, it looked like a small gnome. He peered from behind the of tree, course. smiled at me, and then he was gone. <laughs> so that was my first—that was my first conscious encounter with uh, uh, a being that was probably a spirit or an right. elemental.
0: Right now, yeah. With- how old were you? That's when you were about 11 or so, like you you've been, you know, you've been seeing spirits and everything because I think it's it's something that is inherent like hereditary yeah. with you, right? Yeah. So I want to yeah. I want to talk about that a little bit. Could you elaborate on your ethnic background and your ancestry because this is this I think is really what your foundation is because of your background. Can sure. can you tell us?
2: Yeah. Uh, my father is Muscogee, right. Creek Indian, and my mother is Sicilian, okay? Okay. And she is very psychic. Now, her grandmother, yeah. which would have been my great-grandmother, practiced Italian folk magic.
0: I love that, it.
2: They they did not have any labels for it. They had no names for it. it That's was, right. It, it incorporated a lot of Catholicism into this folk magic. Absolutely. Right. Sicilian folk magic it was no joke and everybody knew don't piss her off Yep. <laughs> oh no
0: and you know what and now I think what do they refer to it as strega type right. of magic
2: it's called right. strega. yeah but they don't they, they didn't call it that there was no word for it
0: no no back then yeah no I mean you dare not say that word right, right I mean right. they were practicing Catholics right so yeah I can see where this leads you to Catholic Conjure and everything, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So let me get to my questions. Okay. So how do you interact with your community as a chief or a miko? Let's start there with your your native background.
2: Okay. Um, Well, I'm a drummer. I go to powwows. I have a drum team and we bring the medicine of our drum to different powwows. We also have a ceremonial ground called Sage Wolf Tribal Grounds. And that's where we have our four traditional ceremonies a year. Um, okay. And you guys, I would love for you guys to come down to a ceremony sometime.
1: Thank you. Uh, I'd love. To
2: yeah. I'd love to. Um. So I you know, as the Miko, I'm also the high priest. So it is right. up to me to conduct these ceremonies and make sure that they happen and happen the right way for the people. If the people have any right. issues or any problems or need any healing. They should, they should contact me, come to me and I will help them.
0: Okay. So, so as a Miko, then it, well, to get to being a Miko, tell, tell me what were the steps? Were there, you know, different initiations? Were there different, um, um, you know, steps or, or positions you had to hold before that?
2: Yeah. Well, I started out doing the grunt work as a vice chief. I trained under my Miko. For seven years. Now, he was a Miko and he was a Hillis Haya. A Hillis Haya mm-hmm. isn't called Apprentice a medicine up. man. A Hillis Haya is called a man of medicine. Okay. Okay.
0: So what's the difference?
2: Just the translation.
0: Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. It's <laughs> <Just> the translation. <laughs> but I, I right. apprenticed I apprenticed under him for seven seven years. And he taught oh, wow. me everything he possibly could. And I love it. Several years later, one thing led to another and I ended up becoming a miko. I was initiated over the over our sacred fire as a miko. And right. I've been a miko now, I don't know, guess I'm it's pushing 7 years now for me.
0: Wow, good yeah. for you. I think that's awesome. So, yeah. okay, so so you had to um you had to take the ne- the necessary steps in in order before you became a yeah. miko. I love that. So yeah. now Something that uh, we had been talking, you know, prior to the show, I wanted to, could you tell us, because I wanted to know, what is the difference about, what is the difference between a ceremony and a powwow?
2: Sure. Um, A ceremony is the heartbeat of your people. That's where the spiritual stuff happens. Now, that's not to say that spiritual things can't and do happen at a powwow because they have, they do. I've experienced it. I've been there. I've been a part of it. But powwows are more commercial. We allow you to see what we want you to see Out of powwow. Okay,
0: okay, okay.
2: Ceremonies are closed. You can only come, uh, for, for example, our ceremonies are closed. You can only come by invitation and it has to go through me
0: oh, okay so ceremonies Would the ceremonies take place for healing um, that they, kind they, of things they, when you ceremony sure
2: yeah that that's a big part of it uh, healing is a big part of it giving thanks to the creator the Muscogee creator is called Hasaka Demisi Hasaka Demisi. is and that basically means the giver and taker of the breath of life Hasaka Demisi.
1: Very interesting.
2: We do these ceremonies to honor Hasaka Namisi. We also do these ceremonies to honor our ancestors who will return as our descendants. So there is, yeah, there is a belief. There is a belief in reincarnation.
0: Okay. So, so, okay. So the ceremonies and, and acknowledging the divine do mm-hmm. you have, as other indigenous shaman shamanistic cultures have, like, a, a lower world, a middle world, and an upper world? Yes. Is that something that, could you tell me a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. We have the upper world, which is where Hasakadamisi and his holy spirits that are called the Hofenhokun and the Hofenhokunah, that's where they dwell. Then we have and the middle world. There. The middle world is where so, we are, the earth plane. Oh, right, right, and right, we, right. Then we have the uh, chthonic realms, the dark realm, the under realm, the underworld, which is you know, on the tree, it would be Sakadamisi, us, the underworld.
0: So, like the tree behind us, Jean Jerome, uh, he he's he's put a our symbol behind from the
1: from the uh, Norse, right? Yeah, right. yeah, 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 right. So, sure. we did
0: that. We did that in honor of you because I think it was very important to do that. And I think f- going forward, I think this is what we want to do is have that tree behind there as well, and as mm-hmm. well as our spider. But anyway, I, it's not about us. It's about you. So getting back to you and your native beliefs and doing the ceremonies and the powwows, and I know you do rituals. So, I, again, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I'm going to try to you know, be very method- methodological. Methodical. 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 Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) Yeah, I just washed my mouth again and I can't do anything with it. You know, but anyway, okay. So here I go back to the question. Now, you do utilize practices of other pagan belief systems. Yes, I do. For example, um, for instance, Norse. Tell me a little bit. About mm. when would you use that, and what practices? Because I know I mentioned in the bio as I read it, mm-hmm. the is it, am I pronouncing it correctly? The cedar well, practices.
2: I pronounce it as sater, sater,
0: sater, sater. Okay, sater. More like
2: a more like a th sater. T. Okay, sater. Okay. There you
0: go. There All
2: you right. go. Right. Right. All right. And, that was uh that was practiced by both men and women back back in those times in the ancient uh even prior to the Vikings. You know, everybody when it comes to Germanic and Norse mythology, they want to they want to uh concentrate on the Vikings, but the uh power and the magic of Satyr predates the Viking age. So I trained myself to become a Sather Mater, which is a male, a Kona is a female
0: okay.
1: who pra-
2: who practices the art. And what it is is it's it's faring forth, faring forth. By that you are pushing mm-hmm. your consciousness in in into other realms of reality and realms of existence throughout the Yggdrasil tree. There's nine realms in Yggdrasil, right. so you fare forth to those different uh, realms of being, and you can do that here like, on Midgard as well.
0: Okay, so by using that force, right? Yeah. And that's how you utilize that, that practice and that magic.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. If I All feel right. that, if I feel that somebody's in trouble, spiritually, a piece of their soul is missing because in a, even in the, even in the Germanic traditions, we have multiple pieces to our soul. See, when I fare forth, yes. Yes. when I fare forth, the soul pieces have to stay behind to keep my body alive.
0: Right, right. The conscious
2: part of the conscious part of my soul goes forward. And then I can meet that. And I've done this before long distance. I can meet that person's soul and bring it back to them and help them. Because usually a person will lose a piece of their soul through traumatic experiences.
0: Right, right. Horrible traumatic
2: experiences. And the soul jumps out of the body to preserve and protect itself.
0: Right. And and something else well, not something else takes over it, but it kind of disappears, I would call it, more well, or less, in, right?
2: And a part of that and a part of that person is missing. It can cause yeah. depression, anxiety, yes. health yes. issues, mental issues. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes, no, for sure. I always learn something from you. I mean, But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself again because I love asking you questions. I really do. I learn a lot, you know. I mean, we learn from each other, but I'm always fascinated because, you know, you and I, but I'm not going to say until afterwards. But anyway, um, (laughs) okay, so now going from the north, I Mm -hmm. want you to tell me a little bit. Tell me about your voodoo practices and how you connect with the Luwak. And and how did you come to connect with
2: them uh, through Papa Legba? Papa Legba showed up in my dreams nine nights in a row. Nine okay. nights in a row.
0: That's a message.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I was that, I was really I was yeah. really surprised. You know, I, I never thought anything like that would happen. So I'm like, OK, let, let me let me let me check into this a little more. And uh my God, I, I, have been doing it for so long now. I, I've been doing it for years. I, I sing to him. I chant to him. um, I use some of the traditional voodoo songs. Um, okay. I make okay. songs up. I drum for him.
0: Okay. I love let, it.
1: Let, let me ask you just an interjection question because that it, you, it, it's interesting that Papa Legba was the, because you're not the first person that from a different tradition that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. ethically not really linked to uh, the um, african descendant religions or belief systems never mm-hmm. initiated but it's often time many times i've seen that it is legba or what in yeah. yoruba we say e, uh, we would denote as eshu that usually manifests to people
0: mm-hmm. and it
1: and I, i'd like you mm-hmm. like as teresa continues your question like to come back to that and the reason you know uh, why but also in the Muskogee First Nation, do you have an energy, an archetype of a spirit like Legba? We have
2: uh well, you know, Legba's a trickster. Yes. And Loki's yes. a trickster. And I worked with Loki. Yes, we do. He's called Rabbit. <laughs> In the Muscogee tradition, he's called Rabbit. Rabbit's always doing crazy stuff, but Rabbit will teach you things. As will, like all, all tricksters will, you know, yeah. you might not like the path you're going down, but once that trickster takes you to the end of that path, you've learned something about yourself and about the world and everyone around you.
0: Absolutely. And, and not necessarily it's going to be a good path, but there's a right. teaching. Right. Definitely. Yeah.
2: You may no, have to walk over some glass, but you're going to be all right when you come out the other end.
0: True enough. True enough.
1: Yeah, so I, think I, I
0: find that I find that very fascinating that he came to you in a dream. Well, I'm not because and see, and that's one thing I want to say here. Um, I know you and I have had many private talks and everything, and, and you never see yourself as an intuitive or gifted. And I always keep telling you, Come on, of course you are. The things that come to you, the things that you work with, just you know, just because you're not, you know, like a psychic medium doing cards or anything. You are very intuitive, okay? Very intuitive. I mean, it, it comes to you naturally, right? And, so, I think it's really And one of your fellow saying? Floridian uh, um, uh,
1: citizens, uh, Milagros Garcia, who's actually in the Faurisa faith, says I think Eshu blessed him and identified himself so Ken can continue using his spiritual gifts Eshu opened his path. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes, he did. did. Yeah, because when he came into my life, that when he came into my life, yeah, thank you. When he came into my life, the spiritual floodgates completely opened and it was amazing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love that. I love that. So now I'm going to ask you, tell me about how you utilize chaos magic in all of this or or how do you u- utilize can you can you kind of tell me take me yeah. down that road
2: um it's an easy question but i don't know if i have a, a, a simple answer uh
0: give me whatever me, answer you have well, from, it doesn't have to okay.
2: be simple <laughs> for me chaos magic binds everything together that i do like the force you know Chaos magic is an energy right. to me and it runs through everything. And it's what binds right. all my practices together. Um, perfect. Now you you you're familiar with the chaos star, right? This is the um, chaos. no,
0: show it to me.
2: I don't know if you can see that.
0: Oh, 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 hmm. kinda, kinda, kinda okay. like
2: well. All...
0: Can you get a picture of that maybe?
2: You've seen
1: this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it.
2: Yeah. Okay. So the chaos star it's got arrows pointing out all directions and basically chaos Just like that one. right right exactly and chaos represents the infinite possibilities that emerge from that chaos you know right more chaos order this and that now the symbol of justice especially in the Norse uh, pantheon is the arrow straight up arrow but there the yeah there's the chaos stars right there
0: Okay. Oh, okay. So All they right. represent, cool. they
2: represent infinite possibilities on a cosmic level.
0: Okay. But They're almost compass. Like,
2: yeah, absolutely. Uh, right. When, I, when I use chaos magic, I use a lot of sigils, sigilization, symbols, right. Seals. Um, I, I, I use different systems of magic, beliefs, spirituality mm-hmm. as a tool uh, I, the right, right tool for the right job for the time that I'm in and what I have to do, you know, for That's, that situation.
0: Absolutely. That's you, you and your toolbox and, mm-hmm. and, and utilizing that chaos magic. Could you say that your chaos magic, the force is like the, um, the chi, the sure. Ajay? Absolutely. Um, Okay, all yeah. right. I totally get it. So right. I'm, getting, I'm
1: getting three interesting comments here that are backing. It's so one, from again, from Milagros, mm-hmm. a fellow Floridian says, I could see and feel that Eshu did in this man's life. Uh, Julie McMaster says, interesting. But interestingly enough, uh, chaos is the realm of Eshu, and that is correct. Yeah. Eshu yes. controls chaos yeah perfect perfect so i could totally is the agent of chaos yeah and most people get
2: the wrong idea
0: totally totally
2: most people get the wrong idea about chaos you know they think it's just a horrible thing but it's not so many beautiful things have been born out of chaos
0: that's right you're right no you're right and no, I totally agree with you. So now this brings me to my favorite uh, topic uh, that I know <laughs> about you, okay? And what you are well versed in as well and that's exorcisms.
1: Yes. Okay. So yeah.
0: I want to go through the different styles of exorcisms that you utilize. Okay. So I'm going to start with you with your um with your role as a priest. Now, even before being ordained a priest, you were doing the Roman rite as an exorc as a form of exorcism. That's Can you elaborate a little bit? And then yeah. And then after we go through each of the ones I wanna uh, discuss, then give us examples, okay? Because this this is what's gonna be fascinating. So don't give us sure. the examples just yet. I just wanna okay. establish which ones because you've got lots of really fascinating stories when it comes to this. So let's talk about your, your or if you have the story now, I mean, sure, share it, go ahead. But tell me about the using the Roman rite in, in the form of exorcism. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, the Roman rite of uh, Catholic exorcism is very powerful. And I have used it multiple times prior to even becoming uh, an ordained priest. Uh, I used it, and it's very effective. And the church will tell you, though, you got to be at this and you got to be at that. Baloney. If If you have it <laughs> in your heart, you have it in your mind you know and and you train absolutely. yourself you do have to train and you do have to do a lot of reading yeah. and praying you, you have do. to pray hard you know you can do the roman rite of exorcism if you're serious about it and i've done it many times and I've it done does it. work yeah I've done and it, it works
0: it absolutely I, works so so tell me what do you you what do you use for your roman rite cuz i know you and i have talked about that the type of mm-hmm. um uh the 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 type of uh, saints you use and the tools. I, before we start, I, I just want to acknowledge, hi, Kevin. And Kevin says, I have witnessed Ken dealing with many forms of spiritual advisory and he is as real as they come. Oh, I totally know he's real. I just know intuitively as soon as I met Ke- Ken, I said, nope, this is the real deal. So thank you, Ken. Yay, yay, Ken. Um, so. Tell me a little bit about the tools that you use, like, and and when I mean tools, I'm also referring to the saints as a form of, oh, yeah. and I don't mean disrespect, but right. take it from there, please.
2: Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. It's the tools, uh, a blessed rosary, a blessed crucifix. Now the, the rosary and the crucifix, I use them only for exorcism.
0: That's right. I do too.
2: Yeah. Uh, a Saint Benedict medal that is also blessed yep. Yep. holy water that is also blessed it's yep. very important now i bless all this stuff myself right um but when
0: before you got ordained did you get this blessed by a catholic priest because i know i did, I did. I did. And I yeah. actually got all my yeah. tools blessed by a Catholic priest. And I told him what prayers to use because I said, don't give me <laughs> yeah. the general whatever. You and I talked about that, right? right? And I said, right. I want the real one. And sure enough, he just kind of looked at me and I go, I looked at him and he, he reached over. He took his other uh, his drawer out <laughs> and went the, the other book and said, all right, I'll do it, right? So, yeah. yes, you're absolutely right. You have to have the tools blessed. Yeah. Properly by a priest, proper prayers, properly prepared. Right. Mm-hmm. So no, right. I totally agree with you. No.
2: so yeah. Now, I, do, would, I would do that. I would have the before I became ordained, I would have, uh, you know, other priests bless the tools for me and, and the holy water as well.
0: Absolutely. Now you do it yourself. So I know I do it myself. Right. Right. Even though it's not Roman Catholic, it's still Catholic. Right. Exactly. You do it yourself. Perfect, yeah. Perfect. Okay, so now what I want to do is I want to talk about you as a native Muskogee elder and doing an exorcism. Okay, what what would you do that's a little bit different or the tools that you might use there for that?
2: Well, um, we use two primary herbs. If, If I have to do a Muskogee style exorcism, I'll use two primary herbs. I will use cedar and i will use sage okay the cedar is virtually incorruptible okay you cannot corrupt the power of cedar so i will mix that into a abalone shell and i will burn that i will use an eagle feather or a hawk feather or sometimes a crow feather because a crow feather is very sacred to the muskogee people right um, right then i will sing powerful songs to expel that spirit away some songs i mm-hmm. sing in uh, muskogee some songs i will sing in lakota so
0: okay All and right.
2: when i do that i will pass that feather over that person i will touch them i will waft the smoke with that eagle feather on them and i will sing and then i will have a shaker and i will sing these exorcism songs to get that spirit off, off of these people and, and it works yeah.
0: Oh, I'll bet it does. No, every I, culture I
2: on the different. planet, every culture on the planet has its type of exorcism. The Roman Catholics do not have a monopoly on exorcism.
0: Right. Exactly. 100%. No, thank you for 100%. bringing that up. Absolutely. Go ahead.
1: Go John, ahead, please. John. No, I would say, that so, so, okay. question then. What in your practice, you know, using, again, Sort of the, the the basic foundation being this this ability through chaos, your chaos magic or or chaos framework to use whatever uh, belief system or tools from different belief systems works in particular cases. Where, where what is the trigger? What is the uh, th- what is it that leads you to choose one modality versus another modality? Is it through yep. divination? Is it through investigation? Is it through premonition? What, you know, um, what determines what, what, what determines right. that?
2: Um, usually, it's uh, arriving on the scene. You know, uh, and and I get these feelings that come to me. It's I, I can't explain it. It's 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 very deep, and, and it saturates me when I'm there. I I can right. feel the energy of the place, the energy of the home, the walls, the people, and investigation. Uh, so, it's it, it comes to me, and I know then, okay, this is what kind of entity I'm dealing with, and this is the uh, this is the methods I need to use.
0: So do you? So in other words, I get the impression that you do a pre-investigative. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. 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 So, yeah, so in other words, you go, you you interview the person or family, et cetera, you get a sense of what's going on there, and mm-hmm. then you start formulating, by, right. you know, by the time you get home, you start to formulate what is it that you need, what will you be using, how you will do it, right. and that's predetermined. So you are using a lot of your intuitive gifts yeah. right yeah. then and there. So that, that that I find fascinating. So now, do you use any kind of Western magic, for example? I know we've talked about Goetian and Enochian. How do you utilize the exorcisms of that modality?
2: Okay, yeah, I will use uh, techniques of high magic to uh, perform an exorcism. I have a triangle of art, uh, the triangle of manifestation, a very beautiful one. I didn't bring it out, but it's okay. No. You know what they look like. And, yes. uh, and it's got a black mirror in the center of the triangle. <clears throat>
1: yes.
2: So what I will do, the, my, the first thing I want to do is I want to get to know, I want to find out the name of the spirit or the demon that is Absolutely. attacking, infesting, oppressing, or possessing the person. Once I get the name of the demon, I have sigils And I will draw out the sigil and I will take that sigil and I will stick that sigil on paper on this dagger, this dagger. Right. And I will threaten the demon by taking this dagger and holding it over the sensor that is burning Frankincense to burn this, uh, seal the demon seal and the demon through the power of magic, because magic's real we'll feel the pain of this fire burning his seal. So he's got his choices to leave that person and go to the triangle so that I can further exercise him away or stay there and endure the horror of being burned. And usually they, they won't stick around for very long.
0: And that's when you determine whether you're going to use Goetian or Enochian magic, depending on the pre. Right like the interview, the pre-interview sort of thing. And sometimes I can't, sometimes because of distance, I can't
2: get over there and do a, uh, a pre-interview or a pre-walkthrough. So I bring as much stuff with me as I can. And I'm, once I get there, I interview, I walk around, I feel, and I'm like, okay. And and it all happens at light speed. And it's like, okay, this is what I need to do and how I need to do it.
0: Right. So spirits, spirit obviously talks to you and, um, do you feel you have your own spiritual team that you go with, like your own ancestral spiritual yeah, I do. guides?
2: Yes, and I, that?
0: Do. I do. Absolutely.
2: Even okay. when I'm at home by myself, I never feel like I'm alone. No. I never no, you... feel like, you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, I'm I'm I totally do Right. So. Now, tell me a little bit of voodoo exorcism and how, you know, you utilize that for okay. exorcisms.
2: Yeah, sure. I'll give you an example. I had an individual come to me who was, uh, this person was not possessed, but this person had a heavy attachment and extreme oppression. I mean, it was just tearing this person apart. So they came to me and I I, I took them out in my voodoo temple where I have my potomitan. And um, I called upon Papa Legba first. Oh, Papa Legba, right. bon Legba, oh, Legba, Legba. You know, I sung to Legba.
0: Right. Uh,
2: and, and Legba opened the way for me to contact Baron. from You know, the right. gate.
0: Right. Baron right.
2: and his right. wife, right. Ma- Mammon Bridget. And right. so once they were present, you know, I communicated with Baron and Mammon. And I was like, look, this spirit, this spirit doesn't belong here. This spirit belongs okay. with you. You take him and you handle him and you do what you want. So I, you know, there was an offer offering of coffee and Jamaican rum, okay. Hard black coffee and Jamaican rum poured into the coffee. Um, so I worked on this person for almost four hours nonstop. I mean, I was wore out, but this person lived like five hours away. So I was determined to get it off them right then. Right. And right there, right. my assistant right. was with me.
0: Right. So, you have an assistant. That's yeah, right.
2: Yeah, Right. I do. Um, so I used eggshell powder, placing symbols all over her body, her face, her arms. Um, there we, I, yeah, I drunk some gin and <clears throat> sprayed it on her and,
1: <laughs> right. I don't know what's
2: worse, the demon or me.
1: <laughs> just, just for the purpose of those listening uh, eggshell powder cascarilla. Cascarilla. Yeah.
0: yeah, right, right, right. Thank yeah, you yeah. Jean-Jerome. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We got yeah. so ca- I got so carried away with listening to uh Ken and and how he does that. So I love that. And Sean Gilmore is saying I like Jamaican rum. Jamaican <laughs> rum is
2: good. I like it too. And
0: I like I like Bayesian rum, but that's just me. <laughs> Actually, there's a specific rum that I like that I use as a uh, offering also for uh, for my warriors. but uh, yeah. anyway, so now, okay, so I want now what I really want to talk about give us some examples of some of the exorcisms you you've done because I, I find your stories fascinating, okay. All right. Well, let me kind of without finish. giving without giving away people's names, obviously. Yeah, no, 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 no.
2: I would never. I would never do that. I, I want to finish with this one with this lady.
0: Oh, okay. Yes, please, please,
2: um, please. So, I was placing the sign of the cross on her head, you know, with mm-hmm. Van Van oil, blessed Van Van oil, and she started screaming that it was burning her. Well, Van Van oil doesn't burn. I've never no. known it to burn anybody. I think it was the spirit that was trying to uh, intrude into her body that was that was making her manifest. You know that it right. was hurting her. Um, Florida right. water was sprinkled around. Florida water was used. Um, we burned Pelo Santo. Uh, I love that yeah. stuff.
1: <clears throat> we, burned, yeah, love-
2: we burned a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. And then I did incorporate some Muskogee and some Lakota exorcism songs as well like like I said I was desperate she lived so far away that damn thing was leaving y'all I was getting that <laughs> damn thing off of her and
0: so <laughs> I love it I love I your could, accent
2: now I could see I could see this thing um cuz it was kind of dim in there and it was a little dark I could see this thing in there and it was oh, wow. female it was female and it looked like a skinny a uh, humanoid female just covered in fresh oil and grease. And it was waving its arms rapidly like an octopus. It was a horrible thing. So we got it out. I lit a, a black candle. Um, now, all of this isn't verbatim, okay? I'm skipping a, a few things. But yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. We,
2: we got it into the black candle. I then take, took a brown paper bag. And oh, here let me let me mention this, because this is important. This is where some of the chaos magic comes in. I took flash cotton, flash cotton, and I rubbed this lady down with the flash cotton. Got the spirit into the flash cotton, then threw the flash cotton into this black candle and it just well, that's the spirit getting entrapped into the black candle. So then I took a brown paper bag, put the candle into the brown paper bag. Rolled it up and put various uh, uh, religious symbols on the outside of the bag using the uh, the eggshell powder. Right. I to- yes, and, okay. Yeah. Right. It was off of her at this point, so I told her, I said, "All right, you take this, lady, <laughs> yeah. and on your way home, woman, the first yeah. bridge you come to, you toss it into that running water." Right. And right. She- she Thank did. She did exactly as I told her. She has never had any problems since. God bless her.
0: I love it. I love it. Yep. Real good old Southern conjure. This is what yeah, I love baby. to hear. That's conjure, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> you I it love good. it. <laughs> I did, didn't I? Yeah, you <laughs> did good. Really good. <laughs> so give us some other uh, examples of some other uh, exorcisms that you've done
2: okay let's see um oh let me say this real quick um not e- every infestation i have to do a full-on exorcism sometimes just going in and blessing the house and doing some simple if you can
0: hear prayers. me i'm just going to tune out i have to i'll come back okay go ahead I go believe, okay sorry
1: go ahead go ahead Okay, uh, so um,
2: I don't always have to go into full-on exorcisms. Uh, right. Sometimes I can do deliverance prayers in whatever you know cultural context at the time I think is best. You know,
1: right. Right.
2: I don't have a problem praying and 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 calling upon the God and Goddess of Wicca. You know, they work. So um, we had I had one incident. It was in 1999. And, you know, we didn't have um, internet. Well, not like we do now. Social media was non-existent. We we, we didn't have non-existent. Yeah. Yeah. So it was by word of mouth that I was a a person that dabbled in the occult arts. So (laughs) I was contacted and they're like, there's this lady in Tallahassee who's having a serious problem with some uh, demonic and, and spirit infestations. I was like, well, what can you tell me about it? Well, she wakes up in the middle of the night and her blouse is torn off of her and it's shredded up as if, uh, you know, fingernails or razor blades, et cetera, et cetera. So I I gathered a small team at the time and we went over there and I walked through the house and I had her sit on the couch. I had her sit on the couch and we walked through the house. Because I I, and I told her and she wanted to talk and talk and talk. I was like, with respect just don't say anything just let me walk through the house feel the energy in the house touch the walls touch the doors you know let let it pull me to where i need to be pulled and i'm like oh you got a demon in here this this is a demonic presence and it was bad it was real bad it was causing her to cough up blood um she was vomiting uh coughing up blood uh there was one point in time where she threw up a piece of barbed wire, a piece of barbed wire. And it was like, wow, okay, she's possessed. You know, she started cussing and she started speaking in Latin. And I know better now, I know she was speaking in Aramaic as well. I didn't know that at the time. So I worked on her. I did the Roman ride on her, actually. I just went ahead and pulled out those guns mm-hmm. and did the Roman mm-hmm. ride on her. And uh, mm-hmm. we we had her we had her strapped in a metal chair. It was like a metal folding chair. We had her strapped in that chair, and I'm telling you, Teresa, my God in heaven, mm-hmm. Lord Jesus, she rose off the ground at least five inches, and Whoa. the chair slammed back. Chair mm-hmm. slammed back down. But I worked on her. I worked on her hard, and I got it out of her. Well, the holy powers wow. got it out of her. I'm just a, I'm just a conduit. Right. You know.
0: That's right. That's right. So, and so, the holy powers. A, go ahead. Yeah, Jerome. He has spirit there with him. I feel one by each shoulder.
2: So do I. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Of course.
0: You have spiritual. You have spiritual guides, and and your ancestral team of spiritual guides are with you. Absolutely, Sean. Good yeah. one. Yeah. And feels. He
1: and, and Milagro Garcia says, "I've seen people get hit." Ken, have you had people with negative spirits assault or attempt oh, yeah. to assault you?
2: Uh, I, I, well, I, I've never had anybody come at me. I've never been hit by a spirit, but other people have. Yeah, I'm talking slaps and scratches black and blue uh mm-hmm. like their their when they would be walking it was like their feet was just taken out from under them i've seen that now happen. Is, i've seen that happen at a graveyard this,
0: now is this um what was i going to say is this um the spirits that are around let's say the family members that are there with the person who let's say needs help um that get attacked i know you have a you have a an apprentice your apprentice is protected as well as you obviously before you go in i mean what's the what's the point right of going to an exorcism or doing an exorcism if you yourself are not protected and of course like sean said you have guardians and that's their job is to do that right yeah so it's not affected you or your assistant. No, but it will affect other people that are around. Right.
2: right. Absolutely. So, if I do have a small team that comes with me, aside from me and my uh, apprentice, I will smudge them with a special mixture. Um, some ingredients I'm not going to give.
0: <laughs> no, obviously. Secrets, I'll give you, secrets I'll of the grave.
2: I'll give it to you and Jean Jerome later. But um, I love it. <laughs> I'm also a big believer in Florida water. Okay, bless you, Florida water, baby. Bless yeah. your Florida yeah. water. <laughs> Most people just want to open right. the Florida water and start sprinkling and going to town. Bless the Florida water, y'all. You need to bless. Your Florida right. water. That's yeah, yeah.
1: right. So absolutely, I, I will.
2: I will smudge these people. I will say prayers over them. I will make the sign of the cross or the sign of the pentagram mm-hmm. over them, and um, I will spray them with some Florida water too. And and they're pretty much shielded up.
0: Right. Right. So. I think that's good. No. And the perfect.
2: rest is up to them. The rest is up to them to hold it together and to stay strong with their spiritual right. shields and their guardians as well. Because everybody's got guardians, whether you whether you practice a Absolutely. cult in any form or not. Everybody's got guardians.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, Ken. And, and, and that's the thing that people have to realize as well, is that we all come into this world with our angels, but we also have our own ancestral guides. Right. A guardian, the, so to speak. Right. We've talked about that. And this is what uh, what I wanted to to allow Jean-Jerome to go there with 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 regards to this, but before Jean-Jerome takes over, okay, I wanna talk a little bit, and without going into too much detail and giving away um, any, uh, you know, Trade people's secrets. names, to, yeah, <laughs> secrets or protect people's privacy, was I remember when you and I, when you came along to me, and this is why I know you're an intuitive, Jean-Jerome and I were working on a case and uh, there was something that you came along out of the blue the day before or the day of, okay? Mm-hmm. Because like you, we do, um, we do uh, like a pre-interview with, with a client before we go to do anything, right? right? And you tapped in from the ether perfectly without giving away what it was, you tapped in immediately and you said, girl, you need to talk to St. Cyprian. Yep. In fact, I'm going to give you a prayer. And, and that was it. And I went, oh, wow. And how timely. And we're not going to go into detail about exactly what it was. Right. But right. how timely and how appropriate all of that was, was what floored me. So let's talk about now I'd like to go into talking about St. Cyprian and working with him, dealing with demons. What's the difference? And talking about Saint Cyprian and talking about Jinn. So let's talk about Saint Cyprian first, okay?
2: Yeah, uh, Saint Cyprian is one of my strongest allies uh, in the occult, spiritually, mm-hmm. magically. Um, I, I he's taught me things, you know. Connecting with him and and and, and I use my sator to connect. With with these spirits with these saints and with these gods whatever you want to call them most of my spell work is done in a semi trance state most of the time when i work with my ancestors or spirits such as saint cyprian i get into a semi trance state and it's not hard to do it's not hard to do i usually use repetitive chanting or drumming and i get my mind into that theta state once you get in that theta state you connect so that's right Saint Absolutely. Cyprian uh, he he has taught me a lot i mean he is necromancer mm-hmm. say uh necromancer saint um sorcerer <laughs> you know he is all of those things um mm-hmm. i mean he he learned he learned necromancy in the ancient graves of sparta i mean like that look look how far back that was among the ancient yeah. tombs of Sparta, you know, he learned ne- necromancy there. You know, he learned how to mm-hmm. control and, and converse with the four winds at Mount mm-hmm. Olympus, at the uh, mm-hmm. Mount Olympus. So, um, yeah, and- St. Saint Cy- Saint Cyprian's always been there.
0: St. Cyprian is really, um, he's sort of the link between pagan... Catholicism
2: and occultism.
0: Exactly. And being um, a saint of pagan uh, worship and utilizing Solomonic magic, etc., mm-hmm. his whole sort of focus was to to utilize all of that. But at some point he had turned and became a Catholic saint. So do you, you know the history a little bit about that. So could you uh, tell us a little bit about that? And well, Saint, I don't uh, and how she uh, sort of interplayed. Yeah,
2: I don't remember uh, uh, exactly, you know, when that happened and how that happened. But I do know that he did convert to Catholicism, right. but he did, <clears throat> but he did maintain his occult practices and high magic. That's so right. that's why a lot of times when I invoke him, you know, it's, oh, holy Saint Cyprian. You know, necromancer, sorcerer, saint. You know, right, And, right. and then I'll go into because, what I need.
0: And and what I want to mention here too is he is also referred to as the saint for witches, yeah, and magic, yeah. Heroes, which oh, people yeah. don't know because you know Catholics right. have a saint for everything, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, it's true. They got a saint for Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Oh,
1: that's a good one. Uh, a good one.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good one. So, yeah, so tell me now.
1: I really don't want to <laughs> take that analogy too much further. <laughs> Cuz I hate to see what the patron say was a positive <laughs> You guys. I could resist. <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't resist because Ooh. it's true it's true oh. like, through the humor but really within the catholic there's almost a saint for everything right like it's it's uh it's, no, an interesting it's concept, right no, yeah absolutely yeah.
0: so yeah. and you utilize him for a lot of your your magic I, I know for me i do i do too okay yeah. um And thanks to you, okay. And there was Mm -hmm. another gentleman who I don't want to mention his name, I don't, you know, for privacy sake, who on the same day actually contacted me within five minutes after you did and said, Dear lady, I think you need to and I was like, Where you know, again, this is confirmation of when you start working with spirits, Uh they will send messengers. Okay. And that was so I, I I had to call, call Jean Jerome and tell him and I say, Okay, like here's here's something working on a magical level, right? I said, mm-hmm. I've got Ken coming from Florida telling me this, and I go in five minutes later, a guy from Africa. Like, I mean, what are the chances, right? That's yeah. how spirit works. That's how it's done.
2: Yeah. Right. And they were and, and we so, were both telling anyway, you. So
0: now going forward.
2: We were both telling you St. Cyprian.
0: Piper-
2: we were both telling you St. Cyprian. That's, Piper-
0: right. Piper- That's right. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk a little so bit the, about...
1: The, the thing about that particular event, because I was I was involved in that indirectly, was that those, those two messages came to Teresa completely out of the blue. So out of was, the there blue. Was no, there was no, there was no you know, a precursor conversation. Uh, right. Both yourself and the other party didn't know what uh, Teresa and I had been called in to do. Uh, nothing. But uh, apparently, within how many, like an hour of each other, Teresa, or how long? No. Been?
0: Five to 10 minutes of each other. Wow. First it was him. And then all of a sudden, I've got this gentleman from Africa. And I'm like, uh, did you guys talk to one another almost? You know, I knew you didn't, <laughs> but it was like. Right. Right. Huh? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it, it, it was just one of those, you know, kismet, because it was meant to be.
2: Yeah, and, absolutely.
0: But yeah. anyway, I, I'm not going to sure. disinvolve what was going on or anything, but definitely. Yeah. And you know? uh. Yeah. So anyway. That's, that's so, confirmation so enough that for me. Much, oh, it was, because I told you th- after the fact, not mm-hmm. during, I told you after the fact. Yeah. And, and you went, whoa. And I said, see, there you go. So, you know, yeah. you are an intuitive. You are given messages, and you were that messenger. Again, you're linked to Eshu, right? Yeah. And you're exactly. Chaos Magic. I, I definitely see that, right? So, now I want to talk a little bit before Jean Jerome jumps in, um, because I'm pretty, I'm, I'm covered with my, my questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I want to talk about. Jinn and yeah. your experiences and tell us the difference. Yeah, because I yeah. like your definition of uh, the difference between jinn and demon.
2: Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, well, the jinn do predate Islam. They predate the Muslim religion, just as a lot of demons predate Christianity. You know, and and don't get me wrong.
0: And I, Judaism,
2: huh? And Judaism too. And, right, in Judaism, yeah, Christianity, Judaism, Islam. But um, the Jinn are more like you and I. They are more like us. They are more like people. They they live in communities. Some of them are atheist, some of them are Muslim, some of them are Christian, some Jinn are pagan, even, you know. And they yes, they live hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years their lifespan but eventually they die too yes huh yeah i said thousands sorry well yeah thousands but they they eventually they die too now they do have a a a strong sense of family they love one another they Mm -hmm. care for one another and One thing that I can tell you based on experiences is is you cannot exercise a gin. It's not going to happen, baby. You ain't exercising no no damn gin. All right. So you're right. (laughs) You have to. (laughs) We know that. Right. You have to meet that gin. You have to meet his uh, uh, terms. Negotiation. Negotiation. You have to negotiate with that gin. You're not exercising a djinn because they can and they will kill you. Unlike a demon that I only has so much control and so much power it can only do so much. A djinn can kill you just by looking at you.
0: And so you they have don't to- have that's why you know people have to understand that you know, throwing a cross at them or or, no. or whatever other religious has no effect whatsoever. That won't, that won't know, do put a that damn thing. thought away. You know, it's got nothing to do with. Any sort of religious symbol or any prayer yeah. that you know you can come at them, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, that won't
2: that won't do a damn thing. No, 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 no. Back in the early nineties, we had
0: bar, and they like a chocolate bar, they might do it.
2: <laughs> well, back just back saying. in the early back in the early nineties, I had a situation where a young couple. um Well, I mean, I was young then too, but. They they had a problem with the spirit. Anyway, to make a long story short, I went in there and I found out that it was a gin. Uh huh. So I got I got into a semi semi trance state and I was like, okay, I met the gin. It's like, what is it that you want? He want this gin. It was a male wanted a blueberry bush planted behind the house, so it can suck on the blueberries. That's it. We planted a blueberry bush. Never had no damn problems out of him again. It was all good.
1: Wow! Yeah, Simple. and that's and that's a very and that's a very interesting one. One of the things that's always fascinated me about you, uh, Ken, in the short time that I've had the pleasure of knowing, you, is that in spite of having, you know, exposure and working with, you know, wide variety of different modalities, and all this time that I've spoken with you, not once have I heard you write or say something which is incorrect.
0: Because oh, I know, what, what, okay. what, 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 and I'll
1: tell you why I say that. Because it, with, even within Ifa, even within Ifa and Orisha practice, formal, whether it be Afro-Cuban or whether it be Nigeria from Nigeria, to some extent, there is always a, a, a concept or a, or a perception that when Ifa marks that a, a, an entity has attached. Right, and also depending on the entity, there there may or may not be a, a, an accurate classification of the entity, unless you have somebody who's an elegoon that can further sort of nail it down. But there are entities, and I remember where a person has asked, you know, for instance, said, you know, uh, oh, get this, you know, and they start swearing like, you know, like a <laughs> like a riverboat. Like, pfft, I, I need you to get this thing out of me, et cetera, et cetera. You know, or or other even priests. Oh no, I'm gonna, you know, we gotta get this shit out. And and when I've consulted If I said you you this is an entity. And Teresa, I think she'll remember the person because Teresa was partially involved. Where if I said you can't get rid of this. You cannot get rid of this by force. Right. You have to appease yeah. it. You have yeah. to appease it because That's if right. you don't appease it, and you don't come to a, a respectful. Understanding, you're not going to have any peace. In other words, you cannot take it out by brute force, and that is one of the yeah. biggest. To say. And what you said is one of the things I like about that is, is the humility, because quite often, no matter what belief system you follow, whether it be IFA, whether it be Orisha, whether it be Palo, whether it be any modality, quite often, you know, there's there's almost like a little bit of the chip on, especially the younger. Or you know, like the one that's trying to prove themselves, they got a little chip on their shoulder, yeah. And they 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 think that you know they can get rid of anything, right? And right. Or, or right. and they treat it in a hostile, almost disrespectful type of scenario. Yeah. When in reality, anybody who really knows and has ever done a, a, an exorcism, and I've done my share in ten years, uh, mm-hmm. through Paraldo and no Oparaldo, uh, I can tell you, not everything. I I, just to give you a social a one particular instance of it. I almost had my garage burned down. Wow! (laughs) Because I had to do uh, a parado in absencia for a woman who was in a coma on a respirator. She was going to be turned off the respirator, and somebody had sent uh, a malefic, very dark spirit against her. Mm-hmm. And when I did the exorcism I had to in that particular instance I had to use gunpowder yeah and I had to use fire mm-hmm. and I'm telling you the smoke the fuel and the and the and the um, the fire compared to the amount of accelerant mm-hmm. and gunpowder there was no proportion it was disproportionate right that mm-hmm. right. mm-hmm. because it should have been like a firecracker and this thing yes. went up like an inferno. <laughs> so, so, but but, what I'm saying that is that, you know, it, it is uh, very unwise to enter into something like that with bravado, with, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to take it. Because not everybody, I've seen too many mediums. I've seen too many babalaos. I've seen too many. Mm-hmm. In Cuba, my my godfather once told me that one well, babalao for not doing imbo and and because we, we consult before we do anything like that, everything starts with a consultation with Ifa. And Ifa had warned one of the Babalaos, you know, that they had to be careful because they were going to do a parado, and the spirit, the entity was very, very strong. And so they all had to do bo. They all had to do, they all had to do another, a ceremony to themselves of sort of cleansing or, or they an, an offering before doing it. All the Babalaos did it except one. Ah. And they in our beliefs that we use oftentimes we're asked to you know to use a, a blood sacrifice. so in this case you know well, or this particular case, when it was done, they used a rooster
2: uh-huh
1: and when they were about to do the the one Babalao who didn't do the Ebo prior, the rooster became possessed, and ripped out his eye. yeah, Whoa. yep, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, yep. so for those that think that exorcism is fun, or exorcism is no. sexy, or exorcism is you know fake, no. or or you know like uh, like no. a, going to a rodeo, mm-hmm.
0: I caution it takes everybody.
1: To you really don't want to have to deal with some no. entities. some entities. No. Teresa will tell you another case we had here in in Ontario, where they had sent a, me- a couple of mediums, a priest, a rolling no, down yeah. and all that. The Roman Catholic priest left the house running. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that happens a lot, power, right? So it happens
1: a lot. But again, the reason being that they didn't understand the entity they were dealing with, and and having right. the research, having the preparation, Absolutely. having the humility, and being able to identify what you're dealing with, and again, that not everything is egunburuku. What we use in in Yoruba Buruku, we use it as it's it's almost like a catch-all, like it's a, a we call a dark entity, dark spirit. Mm-hmm. But that, right. Not like, everything but, is. But but, right. but but it's very important to go deeper into it because you and may be dealing with modalities and spiritualities that are not a non-human, right? Yeah. That never had a corporeal being. They were right. not a corporeal being. Right. And and the way you're going to be able to deal with that, and as you said, and that's why I said you you you're bang on. You try to try to get rid of it, you'll never get it out. No. Yeah. No. Yeah.
2: You can't you can't banish. You can't banish and exercise of gym. You just can't do it.
0: No.
1: Awoy Fashe says, very true, my brother. I've had the same experience with people. Yeah, I'm telling you. but says Boluboye Awonon to myself, Teresa. And he's he has picked up a spirit with you, which he calls Ashbrek.
0: With me? No, with uh, Ken. No, Ken. Okay. Okay. Oh, and what is that? Can you ask Danielle what that is? Well, I'll we'll ask him. I think that we'll we'll
1: oh, do it later. Later. Yeah. Later. yeah, later. yeah.
0: Privately. Since, yes. since he saw you, again, he's
1: he's referred to you as Ashmaney. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll okay. we'll get into that. And he Sorry. has in he has seen a gin that is one of the people with you. He has seen as a gin. Okay, is actually so works with you. That makes sense.
0: And Jean-Jérôme, what was I telling you about my dream on Wednesday?
1: You've told me so many dreams, my dear, which which uh, <laughs> I've forgotten how to be honest with you. Uh,
0: the the dream about the gin. and, oh, yes. and <laughs> here we are talking about it, and and again Danielle? today it was the same thing, and Danielle picked yeah, that up.
1: I- And the name, that name, Ashbreak is linked to that gin. So we'll we'll talk about that offline. Um, We'll talk about that. Garcia says people go years with negative entities because they choose not to go to the Olorishas or Pabalaos or people like Ken and they continue carrying this baggage.
0: Absolutely. You're right. Absolutely. Um, Before we go, Ashay, thank you. Before we go any further, Jean Jerome, did you notice that our, our running thing says, Episode 14 and you're listing Oh, Oh, that's right. Oops. Yes, instead of uh Ken. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, because I'm I'm looking at him going, is he advertising for a future show? And then I went, Uh oh, I think he's put on the wrong person. But anyway, let's Oh. Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs)
1: That's, that's a little bit need. of a trickster situation.
0: That's because we've got the chaos that's magician. That's the, the, the guy. That's the all the it all works. It all works. <laughs> it, all works. It, it absolutely does. It's <laughs> my, my, you know, that, it's, that's
1: our that's our guest for episode 14. That's uh talking about uh Karen Dale.
0: Right, right, and, yeah, and that's that's coming up. We have yeah,
1: we, yes. we did a studio test with her. That's why. My apologies. Right, God.
0: that's right. I got to
1: correct mm. that.
0: Later. It's fine. But you know, it's funny because I know when I met Ken, and well, John Jerome knows that I'm a medium, and and uh, I know when I met Ken, I said, "This guy, this guy's the real deal," and I have had a friendship with Ken for a number of years, and yeah. Ken and I have always spoken privately with each other we've we've consulted on things i've asked him for his opinion but through this whole time i find i learn a lot from ken okay ken is 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 awesome when it comes to history about things (laughs) about what is that better i've got i've corrected the name hold on what does it say? Episode 12? Well, yes. Ancestralize Episode 12 welcomes Ken Allen, the Muskoki Magi with your host. Yes, much, much, much better. Thank oh, yeah. you. Thank you. I caught that as it was going by because, you know, you know me, I'm always looking at everything, right? right? Nothing goes by me. But I was back to what I was saying about Ken. I know Ken and I have talked privately about things, and I learn a lot. From Ken in things. Ken and I um, are both administrators on a group that we have on Facebook called Conjure Baby. That's yep. Conjure Baby. And um, I like, I go in there, I haven't been on there for a while and said anything, but Ken, Ken is amazing. The stuff he puts on there, it's like, you know, I I, I invited uh, Jean-Jerome, I invited a few other people, and, and I know that Jean-Jerome just sits there and goes, where does this guy get this from? And I go because he's self-taught, <laughs> and the other thing is he works with spirits. Right. He knows. Yeah. His sh- he knows his of, shit. Okay. A lot of so, my stuff.
2: A lot of my, my stuff French. has been. <laughs> yeah, a lot of my stuff has been spirit taught.
1: Yeah.
0: It definitely has, and what what's Danielle saying? Something about.
1: Not yet. He says it's an uh, a moon, the uh, macabre moon. It's a macabre uh, moon tonight. Oh okay. Oh oh okay. what he's referring That's right. to what he's alluding to is right now um, some of the spiritualities and the guardians that uh, can exude or presents do fall not on the side of light, but they fall on the side of, of a bit of darkness. But darkness for the sake of healing. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if you know what I mean.
0: Thank you for that, Danielle. Absolutely. Thank you. Because Ken does walk on, he walks that fine line. He's got his foot on either side. But that's because Ken's the the real deal. You know, he's not a light worker. I mean, he's a good person. He knows his stuff, okay? And he does work with good energies as well. But Ken is able to walk on that other side because he knows how to operate and work. In that realm and make healings, I mean, the man is just gifted. I, I, you know, I'm not blowing smoke up your butt, my friend, but you know, you are the real deal, and that's just how I see it, and that's why I wanted you to come on the show. All right, um, we were going to have you at one point, I know, I think I've told you with Father Fred, but I said, no, 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 (laughs) I think we really need to, first of all, we needed to finish our. Our episode with Father Fred, because that's Mm -hmm. who you are ordained through your your Catholic uh, priesthood through Mm -hmm. Father Fred and Father Fred. I love him dearly, but I think Father Fred needed his own show and to finish the show, because when we had him on our first episode. um, We we couldn't finish it because of a technical difficulty. And then I said, I want to have you, Ken on board and we were tossing that kind of idea back and forth and i said no, no 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 i want ken all in on his own because ken ken's got a lot okay he's got some good stories he's got he 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 works the stuff he it you walk the walk and you yeah. talk the talk so that's the difference here so john jerome did you want to say anything else yes yeah there's a few things uh there's yes. a lot of, first of all, but <laughs> okay you can I talk, take over now jean Jerome.
1: <laughs> yeah. i've i've done my piece <laughs> yeah very well and very well as well uh here's i'm gonna first defer though to the audience there's a lot of audience commentary and all that so i just want to capture some of that Milagro says i have a friend that has spirits that has been sleeping with her for over 20 years due to the fact that her family is catholic she's never accepted assistance uh, accepted assistance. My first husband tried to help her. My second husband tried to help her and she never got help.
0: Well, here's okay. someone that possibly could use the services of our Ken. Yeah. And
1: says as a consequence, she's never been married or had children. She's shared details of the spirit's actions, which is transparent. It's become her partner. Uh, Gray Lone says, uh, and he tends to attract other people who have other approaches. He continues to learn from them as well. Every aspect of life can teach something if you look, and he does. And that's referring that's to you. That's right, he does,
0: Gray. Yeah. Thank you, Gray, Lone. Absolutely. Absolutely. And another one. Milagro
1: um, says, in my next life, I want to be a politician. <laughs> they are the only <laughs> ones who not unemployed in Florida. Laugh aloud, Just a little humor. <laughs> 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 Cute milagros. I love it. <laughs> uh Danielle asked, uh you your your voodoo um aspect is it from uh, under more the Haitian Haitian influence or more the New Orleans? It's the New Orleans, but I do
2: work with the Petro as well. I like the Petro Lua. <clears throat> okay.
1: Okay. okay. Yeah okay, you know, go if, ahead
2: and and I'm not a I'm I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say if uh because you know healing magic and stuff that's important but look let's face it let's just be honest okay curses are curses are necessary sometimes too sometimes you got to put it on that ass you know what I'm saying <laughs> so sometimes you do. so yeah uh, <laughs>
0: Sometimes I love gotta... the way I love the way you you know this is that attitude of yours that I I really admire and I get a well, kick out of.
2: <laughs> well, girl, Teresa, you know you you do. Sometimes you got to put it on their ass. And uh, if 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 I want to do a heavy curse and I have good reason and I'm justified, I always make sure I'm justified and I use divination to do that. And uh, if the uh, runes or the cards or you know are, are telling me, yeah, go for it, knock it, knock yourself out. I will invoke the, the petrol law to do that. And um one of the biggest curses I ever did was using a horse's head in a petro right. I won't get deep into that, but
0: no, 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 okay. I'm
2: not I'm not scared or ashamed to use the petro. I'm not ashamed to say I've done curses and will continue to if somebody needs
1: it. Yes. So that's right. So so uh, can uh Danielle is gonna make has made two comments and I wanna preface with the fact that he, he tuned in late and he doesn't speak English very well, but he, yet he has these comments which are interesting based on what he sees in you. Number one, he says, I he saw that you work with petrol. That's why oh, he asked wow. Voodoo. He sees the petrol lower and specifically he asked you work with Samedi
2: Yes and I do
1: that because he tuned in late and
2: right wow there you go yes i do i work with baron there you go absolutely
0: there you go yeah verify everything you've
1: already talked about it says or a low-up criminal that's a criminal yeah that's a it's an alias an alias for a petrol
0: oh oh okay okay Okay. Mm. all right okay no, I was going to say Ken's not a criminal, <laughs> not that I know. No, <laughs> I mean well, I'm
1: not I ready.
0: Ready. Yeah. And Milagros is saying I would like to keep in contact with Ken. Y'all, please private message me how I can reach him. Absolutely, we will.
1: Sure. Um, well, that's why that's we have Facebook him at platform. the bottom
0: here, um, and and his link, the Facebook page, to to reach you yeah um
2: oh you can um you can go to uh the order of help me out trees i can't never remember the name because we changed the name remember
0: oh order god of, you're gonna ask me the order yeah. of ceremonial the order, of, oh, order you know of what ceremony? what about what about going to the, that's conjure baby
2: yeah but it's a closed hidden group remember
0: oh oh yeah oops sorry okay <laughs> Oops! Did I sneak that <laughs>
2: out? <laughs> so go to uh, go to Order of Wizards and Ceremonial G- Magicians, or Order of Ceremonial Magicians and Wizards. I can't remember. It's something like
1: that.
0: Jean-Jérôme, can you find it? Because I think you're I'm in a, that group. I, too. Am, I, am, I
1: am. It's the Order yeah. of Ceremonial Magicians and Wizards. That's
2: it.
0: That's it. Right. Right. Because that would be a way to contact. Yeah. Oops, did I just let something slide out that I shouldn't have? Whatever. Anyway, it I'm is what it, it, it is. But yes. Now yeah. now that's the horse's okay. head I
1: have to ask. Because uh, you know <laughs> the horse's head the horse's yeah. head is is something that's used in, in, in some rites, but uh-huh. also is that also a Sicilian, I love animals. A, Sicilian, uh, a Sicilian part? It is. It is. Yeah. So
2: yeah, um, particularly with the mafia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, uh, that was a sign that your, your ass was in trouble if uh, you woke up that's and right. there was a horse's head in the bed with you. That's right. That's,
0: that's right. right. Like in the movie, but you're right. It, it's, it's true. It's, it really, is based on those
2: that. things did or do happen. So, but yeah, that, that's part of it. But the Petroloa, I mean, they like gasoline for offerings. They got, they like gasoline in the I, fire.
0: High octane.
2: Yeah. So.
0: Right. And you're lucky because where you live, I'm not going to tell people where you live, but where you live, you have enough land to be able to do the things that you do.
2: Yes, I because do. Because let's
0: face it, you can't do it in an apartment. You know, no of, of complex or, <laughs> no, or right. anything like that. We're in a or a suburban uh, uh, house or something like that. Yeah. Like no, yeah. no. no, no. I don't do want to say though, no picket fences. Don't pick it
1: fences.
0: No. Yes, exactly. But what I do want to mention is the fact that um, I think part of the charm of Ken is because of his conjure work and everything that he does. He also. You know, it, it just fits that, that whole image I've always had of Ken. He also lives near swamps. Yeah. So he is like a swamp doc, like a swamp root doctor, okay? Right. I didn't love it. Like the he swamp, just, didn't, didn't they film the swamp thing near your place?
2: What's that?
1: Didn't they film oh, the yes. swamp thing near your place? The swamp thing?
2: Swamp thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, the Creature from the Black Lagoon was filmed oh, right one. down the road that for That's me. What I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Four miles down the road from me. Four miles at Wakulla Springs. Wow. So with some of the Tarzans with Johnny Wiseman. They were also filmed yeah. at Wakulla Springs, which is only four miles down the road from me.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Creature wow. from the Black Lagoon.
0: That's right. Yeah. That's right. We were talking about <laughs> And, you know, it's funny because I sometimes walk around the house and I sing this to my pets. I go, you're the creature from the Black Lagoon. You're the creature from the Black Lagoon. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And I've swam (laughs) swam in that water many times. But that's where they made the Tarzan movies. And that's where they made the creature from the Black Lagoon, right down the road from me, four miles at the most. Yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. Like you are. Yeah. And I have to say, like, I just love that whole charm about you, your southern charm. Your actual conjure work, you, you know, you're that, and, and and I'm glad I know you. I really do, and I, yeah. you know I I say that you're my brother, and we've yeah. always said that. It's like you're yeah, my sister have. from yeah. another yeah, mister. We right?
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> my uh, my sister from another mister. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, yeah, we've known each and other I for call a while. You my
0: brother from another mother. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's right. That's
0: right, so, so, so mm-hmm.
1: let, me, let me ask you a question because I think I think a lot of people that are tuning in especially since we touched on a few things like different types of spirits uh, mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about chaos we talked about exorcism as well uh, again in in terms of your experience, like we thought uh, Teresa touched upon you're know, the one person that we know that differentiates demon the word demon mm-hmm. from yes. uh, from jinn. Yes. Whereby you've indicated one difference between jinn and demon is the, the, the lifespan. In other words, a jinn has a, a, a perhaps a very lengthy but a yeah. finite lifespan. Right. Uh, but in terms of overall, from your experiences, uh, having studied all and work with you know and, and seen different things, what is your really your definition of not just demon or but what is your conceptualization of uh, evil? Versus good, okay. When you, when you when you when you look through your Muskogee, when you look through the Voodoo, when you look through the ceremonial high magic, when you look through all these modalities, even the your the Catholic uh, uh, Christian sort of lands, sure. and also the priesthood. W- really, for you, what 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 constitutes the 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 entities that you would really define? Has evil? What does that evil really mean? To well, can I
2: l- let, me an- let me let me let me kind of sort of answer it this way because um, that's a great question. Um, I think I, I think most things are relative. You know, just because something is dark and scary and it might slap you around a little bit, doesn't mean it's absolute evil. Doesn't mean they're this all-pervading absolute god of evil and darkness. I mankind, I have seen men work more evil than a spirit. Look at Ted Bundy. Ashe. Ashe. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: 100%.
2: Absolutely. I have never I totally
0: agree. Ashe, Ashe.
2: Yeah. So I think I think I think the concepts of absolute good and absolute evil is 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 relative. Sure. And I think a lot of these demons are, are, are disposed of uh, ancient Canaanite, Babylonian, Mesopotamian, and some even Egyptian gods that were thrown out uh, through the onslaught of Christianity. So, uh, so that, that Astaroth, brings, Astaroth yeah. is a good example of that. I mean, Astaroth was a goddess, and now Astaroth is considered the Grand Duke of Hell. But,
1: Astaroth but, was an ancient goddess. Absolutely, and what you say is again, you, you never you never disappoint, hundred percent. No, correct. he does not. Mo, most, he of grimro- most of the most of the the demon grimoires, mm-hmm. most of the list of demons are really in reality former, formerly were Egyptian, Mesopotamian, Babylonian, Akkadian, Phoenician, you name it. All I mean, the yeah. all, all you know, but the question is, th- there's a difference between bad bad press. Or bad propaganda, right? Like we, we all know. Like especially anybody in Afro-descendant belief systems understand how the Christian or Catholic, how the Islamic, even sometimes Judaic, have you know basically nice. um, you know, uh, demonized uh, and use that uh, the, the, uh, demonizing as a way to justify, as you mentioned as well, Ken. Some of the greatest horrors committed in humanity: genocides of entire indigenous populations, yeah, uh, witch hunts uh, in in the modern in the New World, also as well as the Spanish Inquisition, which lasted hundreds of years and killed yeah. millions of people, yeah, uh, and in many cases for the only purpose of political financial gain. That's right, right. That's
0: so right. and to usurp the power exactly. as the religious order in power yeah. for no other reason besides exactly. what you've met, mentioned. And, and to downtrodden all other belief systems that were indigenous in background exactly. for the sake of elevating themselves. And that is definitely wrong.
1: So, so, so in that conception, understanding and agreeing with you 100% that humanity itself, human beings in their lifetimes are capable of Horror, atrocities. unspeakable yep. horrors and atrocities, far ah, more than yeah. any demon, right? Evil spirit or bad thing. Yeah. My question then is, and knowing that they did, they, uh, um, they, they they gave that uh, bad rep. The question I have is, that's propaganda. But but what is the reality from your experience? Like like one thing is what people like a Christian or as a Muslim may say or refer to these ancient divinities. but in terms of really the aspects of possession, uh, infiltration, uh, oppression, you know the typical you know sort of elements that are pretty much you know de- described in different language, different culture but have similar concept what role do these divinities actually play? like how many times does there was an ancient divinity which was often worshipped? And 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 was the giver of life or protection. How many times have you seen really something like that turn to an evil purpose? Not very
2: many. I haven't had very many exorcism cases. I haven't. And and most mm-hmm. of these most of these the, these spirits are primordial spirits, and they have never known flesh. I see. They've never known flesh. They have no idea uh, of the concept of flesh and they want to experience that. So jealousy comes into play sometimes and jealousy can be bad. And yes, sometimes they can become jealous of us because we have flesh. We can feel these things. We can make love. We can taste fruit. We, you know, we can experience life because we have a great sensorium of uh, hearing and smelling and tasting and uh, and, uh, touching. and, And they want that. And yeah, so does that okay. does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, qu- question from Danielle. He's asking me to translate. Uh, I'm telling you, Danielle. We're gonna work on the English with you. Um, <laughs> he says he wants me to ask you can. What does if if what does the word Balbeck make you feel, think, or react?
2: Balbeck. Uh, um yeah. I feel powerful darkness from that, okay. but not absolute evil. I, I I feel being able to navigate in a kathonic realm. That's what I'm feeling. Uh,
1: okay, so kathonic. Uh, uh, actually, I need to clarify. When you say kathonic realm, can you de- de- define them? like
2: like like an underworld, underworld reality, reality. underworld reality?
1: Chthonic, okay. Oh, so okay, kathonic, kathonic okay um eh, i'll say this in spanish uh, daniel dice que esa palabra le inspira como un sentimiento de una entidad que es de los un poco de la oscuridad pero no maléfica y que viene de inframundo okay translate theresa okay
0: uh, yeah, sorry. I have to put my uh, battery pack on. I apologize. I thought I'd do it indiscreetly, but I guess not. Well, we're talking.
1: We're talking about you know evil possession. All of a sudden, I see Teresa leaving to Right. It's like, are you all right? Are you all right?
0: No, oh I'm God. not gonna crawl up the wall or the <laughs> ceiling, guys.
1: I swear to God, if you start crawling up that wall, that's it.
0: I'm on my own. I know.
1: Oh uh, Okay. All right. Funny, I just asked that question. You just like disappeared from the screen. Right. It was timed <laughs> perfectly. I was
0: listening. I was listening. I thought I was being indiscreet there. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> oh lord. Uh, That's okay. funny. That's right. funny. <laughs> My apologies. Yes. Okay, so I put my battery pack on. It's now charging my phone. All right, awesome. Yes, so. that
1: that's what they all say. It's the battery pack, right?
0: <laughs> As she was slowly she last exiting. She was last
1: she was slowly exiting. It's my battery pack, really it is.
0: <laughs> there goes that evil entity, Teresa. I mean, did we say that out loud? <laughs> Up the ceiling. <laughs> starting on the walls.
1: Oh, got to have a little fun. I, <laughs> I know.
0: And when, when jerome told me that, he goes, you know, Jesus, when that happens, he goes, you're on your own. Even if I can't help you. And what? I'm like, oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks heaps.
2: <laughs> oh boy.
1: So, okay. So, so we've talked mm-hmm. a little bit. So we talked about, you know, ancient uh, divinities that, you know, once we're, uh, especially in ancient civilizations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but what other entities, in terms of the, let, let's just think of a few moments to just sort of run a little bit of the spectrum or classification, because you draw from uh, the Norse, you draw from, again, the voodoo, you draw... What What are the different uh, sort of darker entity? not evil, but darker entities?
2: Well, let's look at the Jotuns from the, uh, the Jotunar from the, uh, uh, Norse and Germanic pantheon. You have, you essentially you have two primary tribes of gods. You have the Aesir and the Vanir. Mm-hmm. And right. the, the Aesir is the gods of, um, of Asgard, you know, Odin and Thor, you know, and then you have the Vanir, which is like Freya. Frey, mm-hmm. her brother, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, Njord, Frey and Frey's father. Mm-hmm. And then you have the gods of Jotunheim. The These are elder gods that were painted to be evil. And mm-hmm. Loki is an elder god. Loki is a Jotun. But he lives with the Asir and the Vanir. And uh, Odin. Odin was taught a great deal of many things by the Jotunar. If it had been, if it had not been for the Jotnar, Odin would be clueless. He wouldn't even know how to re- interpret the runes because it was Mimir, his uncle, who was a Jotun, who taught him how to read, and and understand the runes. Um, Loki taught Odin the art of being shape strong, which means shape shifting. Um, anger uh, Angerboda anger is loki's first wife she actually taught freya the art of faring forth satyr okay so there you go History. i have learned i've learned a hell of a lot from the Jotuns. i worked with oh i worked with loki i worked with anger boda i worked with fenris the wolf um I worked That's with right. the goddess. I worked with the goddess Hela. I had a, I, you know, I a deep, powerful, intimate relationship with the goddess of Helheim, Hela, because in in the Norse and Germanic pantheon, there is only one power greater than all power, and that is the power of death, and that is the goddess Hela. Mm-hmm. Even the, even the Norns, Earth, uh, Verdandi, and Skuld. That which was, that which is becoming, and that which should be, but not necessarily will be. They themselves will also succumb to Hela's power that is death. But Odin would not be the king of, uh, of Asgard, the, the lord of Valhall, if he had not sought out these jotuns to learn their power, and their power is primordial. Their power is very shamanic there there there's the power of the flame and of the glacier you see
0: right right right, right. yes right absolutely again primal primal sources primal energies
2: and they're not evil they're not evil no they're, they they're just
0: are evil. right
2: they just yep. are what they are yes they just and, are
0: and and we have a
1: very nice guy hello larissa very nice for you to tune Hi, in Hi,
0: larissa mm-hmm. Larissa this is our, our shaman who tuned yeah. in to watch you, Ken. So she's saying <laughs> Odin is a shaman. Freya yeah. is a shaman, too. Right. Absolutely.
2: Um, right. in and, so, and, and, and Right. Absolutely. And uh, so is Loki. Loki was a master shapeshifter. Loki did it. Angerboda, she is the mother of werewolves and the queen of the Ironwood, the Anvader in the Ironwood Forest of Jotunheim. And she, her magic is very primal and very shamanic. So there you go.
0: Right. I I just wanted to acknowledge, hi, Larissa. And also to, <laughs> to my friend there who, um, Claire, knowing Teresa, I won't comment on the battery pack. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ken, while you were talking, I was I was sitting here, I was giggling a little. And Jean Jerome, of course, had to flash that in and say, sorry, I couldn't help myself. And I went, okay, you're gonna get it, Claire. <laughs> that was my that was my signal to her. Hi, Claire. <laughs> no, you're not gonna get it. I'm just saying, but I wanted to acknowledge you. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, Ken. It was just uh, a, it's
2: fine. It was it was hilarious. Uh, we, we, well, we, we, we didn't know what happened. We thought maybe you got possessed for a second. <laughs> John Jerome was scared. I was just in control. I wanted to it, see what it, was going to happen.
1: It, it's it's either two things. It's either possession. She was reaching for ice cream. <laughs> 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 and then she becomes possessed. <laughs>
0: You guys know me a little bit too well. (laughs) Yeah, if it was here, you know I'd be uh, eating it for sure. Yeah, thanks a lot. We love you too.
2: (laughs) Ice cream sounds good, though. Thank you. Sounds good right now.
1: We have have a good question here, Uh, Larissa, uh, and I'm Mm -hmm. glad. One of the reasons now to, to shift a little bit serious. But uh, it's good to have some fun and a good laugh. Um, one of the reasons we did we did that we told you this Ken before you know we, we discussed the show and and all, with all our guests uh, we we've, we've had the the privilege or the fortune to have on the show is that beyond the show itself the purpose of the show was to be you know a gathering place a, a place for ancestors as we said life is the journey our ancestors began for ancestors that are coming have come back and are doing their, practicing their, their paths, and they're, you know, helping people in their communities and so forth. But sometimes it's a very solitary road, a misunderstood road, a, a demonized road, to know that there's a sense of community if, and, and family that they can depend on and reach out to. So I say that as an introduction, because I'm very happy to see Larissa's commentary at being at Tuvan Shaman and her interest in our, our conversation. She asks, Ken, do you work with runes?
2: Yes, I do. Yes, I do all the time, and have since I was sixteen. Yes.
0: And you said you use that as your form of divination to to determine certain things before you do ritual yeah, or yeah. actual exorcisms, right? That's yeah, right. In,
2: right. In fact, um, I, I do use them for divination. But keep in mind, I, the runes are also for me. I also use them for. Internal and external magical change, creating bind runes, or just chanting a single rune by itself. Or I will go through and I will chant the entire futhark. Right, right. I will chant the entire futhark: fehu, uru, storisaz, ansuz, raidokenas, gavel, etc., etc. I will chant the entire futhark. And sometimes I can get my answers from the spirit world just by chanting the entire elder elder futhark. I recommend working with the elder futhark and don't buy into the blank rune. That's bullshit.
0: Okay, you know, Ken, we got on that topic on our page. But that's okay. But But, um, Jean-Jerome was just demonstrating his piece of paper because both of us recently got, well, I have a set of runes that I was um, given as a gift. But Uh also recently we bought ourselves um, runes. And look yeah, and as he makes it go away, but yes, um, and your work with runes, you know, Ken, is amazing because you utilize them as sigils as well, and you use them to to work your magic as well. You you do rune magic, right? Well well, well, one of one of the things again for me the aspect of nor
1: I've always been fascinated and all that, but never really dealt. But for for my own personal spiritual reasons. Been six months ago. I was told to, and I started to to to, to find a connect and to start to read, and to study to do comparative uh, studies to really delve into the the spirituality and the the cosmology and all of the aspects of Seed, of of all the all the different things that make up their their pantheon, if you will, in terms of. And the way of thinking, the way of looking at nature, the way of you know, they're they're animistic, they're hedonistic, um, mm-hmm. all their all the various aspects, uh, their cults of the dead, their yeah. you know terms um uh you know, that that basically again are oftentimes misused. Uh, it, it's just something that's basically kept me busy for the last I've been listening also to a gentleman which is a young uh, Archaeologist, but uh, also Norse-Germanic background, Er Erith uh, Herge, which has been, um, you know, posting many videos. He's on Pantheon, Pantheon, and uh, basically just going through reviewing that as well as whatever I pick up. But for for whatever reason, the last six months, that's been like a major, major area of research and, and, uh, you know, interest. Yeah, I wanted to yeah. say, I forgot what I was going to say.
2: <laughs> Damn.
0: Sorry, sorry. It's ruins. my cat. She's <laughs> <Sorry>. distracting.
1: <laughs> ruins, ruins. Something about the runes. Something about Seder? Something about.
2: It was about the runes, but I don't remember what I was going to say.
1: Oh well. The blank, the blank one, the blank one. The, that was,
2: no. what I was Now, well, no, but stay away from the blank room because the blank rune is not the room of weird. Okay. The rune of weird is Perthro. Right. Perthro is the rune of weird. Yeah, mm, okay. And 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 I recommend sticking with the 24 Elder Futhark. Uh I I really love those those runes and they are the eldest yeah. they are the elder runes. So stick with the 24 Elder Futhark. Anyone who's interested in getting involved with uh working rune magic or runic divination um, and a bind rune, a bind rune is two or more runes bound together to create a magical change in synergy,
1: okay? Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, you mentioned something I, I, early on, but uh, in our per- private conversation through um, your groups, uh, also within the, uh, the Norse, they, with some exceptions, the Norse were more focused on binding. Right, rituals, as opposed really? to uh, casting out or ex- uh, rituals to expel something, mm-hmm. they, they they felt and part of it was that they felt that there was really, in some cases, given the spirituality that you were dealing with, there is no way to really cast them out because they right. operate in a different wavelength and dimension. But you could bind them, trap. Right. Them. Yeah, right? there was a concept of binding. Yeah, is right? that your been your experience in that practice? Yeah. Yeah,
2: um uh, Odin's got a uh a nine uh, herb charm and those herbs uh wormwood is one of the big herbs used to bind, okay? Uh wormwood, if you drink enough wormwood, it'll give you visions, all right? But please just don't don't do it, all right? But wormwood is one of the uh, herbs used to bind. So, uh yeah. Yeah. Even Odin, even Odin did that. So, Hmm. Uh your friend
1: Kevin's story says, I want to say thank you to Teresa and Jean Jerome for having Ken on your podcast and for seeing him for the man he is and the abilities he possesses. I'm grateful. That's my husband.
2: That's my husband.
1: husband. Yeah, yeah. We're happy happy to, to have him as well and to. To show it for, for what he is, right, a, a capable and Absolutely. caring in human being with great gifts, and that's why we want to respectfully bring him on and and as his family. So, uh, right. Ken's serve. family,
0: and okay. we want exactly what, everything that John Jerome said, and to highlight the fact that Ken is very, very spiritual, and he is able to do the things he does because he's the real deal. He connect with his ancestral guides, he connects intuitively. This meant you can are about helping people. And whatever yeah. that takes, like you said, right. whether if that means you throw a curse to help someone, yeah, so be it. And I right. you and I totally were on board when it comes to stuff like that. And and I'm glad you're my friend and my brother. So thank you. I want to say thank, thank you. you very much. Now, Absolutely. Ken, I I, I I don't know. Do we have any more questions for Ken? Because I love this show. I thought it was an amazing show. And um, <laughs> yeah. what was like you... this, this is badass. Thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Um, I'm glad to see. People I love it. it. And uh, I'm glad people are enjoying it. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, that's what that's we were. Cool. We promised Ken we would be. It would be family. It would be fun. And it, it was educational and, you know, a good opportunity to share. So, on that note, Ken, a quote, a quote that maybe, you know, su- uh, summarizes or resumes your uh, acts as a, you know, a, s- a summary of your different beliefs, paths, experiences, something that you, you know, sort of you live by.
2: Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> just be yourself, you know, just. Just be you. To hell with the rest of them if they don't like you. Do your yeah. own thing. I mean, do your own thing. Be the best you you can be, and to hell with the rest of them sons of bitches. That's what I got to say. <laughs> That's what I got I to say. <laughs>
0: That's right, Ken. Yeah. Straightforward, no straight shooting from the hip. And no Milagros says... May Old Amade bless all of you for producing these shows. This was great. Thank you so much, Milagros. And I want to say thank you, Ken, for coming on board. Thank you. I had a riot. I had a good time. Absolutely. I know our audience enjoyed you thoroughly as much as we have. And you're it welcome was, back anytime. Absolutely. It was
2: yeah. great. And I thank you both, Jean Jerome, Teresa. It was awesome. I loved being here. Thank y'all so much. My Mado- pleasure. Momacus Mado.
0: And what A does blessing. that mean? A blessing?
2: Uh, okay. Momacus is may it be forever and Mado, Mado is thank you. That's in Muskogee.
1: Muscogee. I she, love it. Okay. Thank you. So, thank you. Thank you to everybody tuning in. again. and uh, do you have any upcoming events, projects? Uh you think you yes. had mentioned something about maybe in November, December launching your own yeah, podcast. Um, uh, do you want right. to talk, talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm. I'm
2: probably going to start a podcast in November, and it will be called The Wizard's Table. So, Perfect. once I get my office set up the way I want it set up, I will. I will be starting that podcast in November, The Wizard's Table. Okay.
0: Awesome. You're going to have some awesome guests.
2: Yes. I hope
0: we're invited. Yes. Oh.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Definitely. Definitely.
0: Awesome. I look forward to that, Ken. I really yeah. do. And again, if people need to get in contact with Ken for whatever services he offers, and from what you've heard, pretty much a lot, okay, um, Facebook, Ken Allen, um, group order of ceremonial magicians and wizardry. Anyway, tune in. Just take a look at the bottom there, and you'll be able to get in contact with Ken. Yeah. And uh, and thank you for everybody who tuned in tonight. Yeah, Risa, I hope Risa, you had a great time. I know I did, and yeah. it's always Risa, fun. Thanks. Like I said, thank Facebook. you all.
1: It was nice seeing you. Vienna has some clapping. I did. Uh, Congratulations, and Claire says thank you to you all. Great, amazing show. Agreed. Zed Ken. Ken.
0: Yay. Claire. Um, And again, thank you to all my Facebook friends. I mean, this show is because I have such great friends and I get to interview them. I think it's wonderful. It's been a wonderful journey. And Ken, you're going to find that for yourself. As soon as you start doing this, it's like it just takes you to that other space. I look forward to my Fridays. I really, really, truly do, because there's so many people to pick from. Again, finding the time to get it get in touch with everybody too is sometimes a little bit difficult there's people's schedules you know Mm -hmm. um so you know we we do our best as far as that's concerned but anyway i just want to say thank you to everyone for tuning in once again thank you to utu witch doctor and the dragon ritual drummers for providing your music and ken for showing up awesome and thank you to my co-host. And let's play some music as, uh, yeah, as going we going away,
1: we, as, as we fade out to get that ice. As we fade into dark. <laughs>
0: All right, don't be so smart. <laughs> Got to keep him in line. How do you so know can... I don't have any ice cream in my freezer? Is this the chaos magician that you're playing? Yeah, yes, that's right. Master of chaos. Okay. All right. Louder, please. Louder. It's not loud enough. Louder.
1: Yes, we're fading out. Oh. <laughs> Good night, everybody.